in the last year, I have developed relationships. And frankly, it, I'm not just talking, like I said, about intimate relationships, but also platonic relationships with people that have meant a lot to me, where I have been like tossed aside in quite mm. massive ways. Um, and that's been really hard for me. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 welcome to episode 120 of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. I am Amanda Catherine Loy, your host, and this is Kevin Loy, my husband. Um, And this is the third episode that we are doing in the Let's Talk Polyamory series. Um, Normally, you are not a co-host of mine, but you've kind of become one the last couple weeks. How do you feel? Uh, I feel fine. That's all you have to say for yourself? (laughs) No, surely not. (laughs) No, so it, 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 it's been a fun uh, endeavor. Yeah, it's been fun to talk about all this stuff and get your perspective as well as mine. Sometimes it can be lonely being the only person sharing on the podcast, you know, especially because I'm, you know, it's only, it's I'm echoing my thoughts, you know, yeah. over and over again, so. It's nice to have some contradiction once in a while. Yes, lots of contradiction here, as for always with you. Um, and today's episode is all around all things really, I think, fear at the end of the day of um, replacement and abandonment, which Mm. has been, I think, next to jealousy, probably the most requested and asked about topic, which doesn't surprise me at all. Can I ask a question? It's slightly a tangent, but I really want to know. Yeah. Uh, At any point in this series, do we do like a happy thing of like, what? I was just thinking about that. Like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? There's all this terrible shit. Why are you messing well, with Well, I was this? just thinking about that. Yeah, actually, as before we started recording, I was like, damn, like, you know, these are great questions and really, really beautiful things, but it's like, and we, we've talked about our personal journeys with it, which I would say is rooted mostly in joy and discovery and exploration and excitement yeah. and all that stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, but I, I think it's interesting how we tend to come together as humans around subjects that we are stepping into for the first time or... Um, really anything new and novel with a lot of fear. And so it makes sense that a lot of the questions and conversations that I'm having with all of you, specifically over TikTok, which is, you know, why this series got started, um, is because of that fear, you know? And so I think it makes sense that we're having these conversations. But also, you know, we get conversations around, like, what does your scheduling look like and some more practical stuff. it just seems backwards to me. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it feels like, what would be all of the reasons why I we should shouldn't do, do this? Well, no, why I should do it. And then, like, here, yeah. here are the things that you might bump into along yeah. the way. Well, it's maybe just, let us know if that's something you would like. Let, well, I know I don't have my DMs open on TikTok, but um, reach out on Instagram and let me know, or in the Patreon page. And let me know, you know, if you want us to do an episode on, like, why, reasons why polyamory has been positive for us and... Um, that could be a fun episode, actually. Mostly, I just like to end my day when we record these with, like, something happy. <laughs> so, not that this isn't happy to talk about it, but it'd just be fun to, Yeah, like, this, I mean, this is a heavy one. And, it, and one that hits yeah. close to home, I think, for both of us. Definitely. 
Um, That's why I got gin. <laughs> and I have beer. So, cheers. Um, Shit's going to get real. But yeah, fear of replacement and abandonment is a big one. Um, and something that I think um, I honestly did not anticipate navigating that at all um, in the context of poly or really just generally speaking in relationships because it hadn't been something I had really dealt with in any capacity before stepping into poly like that fear um curious how if that was something that you like pre thought about i mean i i I did in multiple ways you know like i i felt like i i deal or i feel like i dealt with uh you know uh abandonment and, and general leaving or whatever a lot uh in my life yeah and so stepping into poly, like I was worried about it for multiple things, uh, you know, chiefly, um, like just to put like cards on the table, like I was worried about stuff with you in that, like, you know, you hadn't dated a whole hell of a lot before yeah, we got together. Yeah, I met together. you at 19 we were, and yeah. had one significant relationship before that. Right. Yeah. So, and not that I, I mean this in a shitty way about you, but just like, there are a lot of fucking people out there yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. you know. You're going to uh, like wake up one day and realize that you really had, didn't have it as good as you thought. And Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. That, that, that was a big worry. Um, but then, you know, also the, the, oh man, the dog is running into things. The more, uh, <laughs> He's been drinking the gin. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the more you open your heart up to other people, the, m- the more opportunity for that uh, to happen, generally speaking. Mm. So I think, you know, I had all this, like, stuff that, um, you know, happened throughout my life as a, as a kid and, uh, you know, young adult, um, you know, and, and even in my early 20s uh, that just made me really skittish and sensitive to yeah. uh, things in that realm. Um I mean, uh, affairs, uh, you know, people moving in and out of my life where I didn't have any, uh, not that you can control people, but I didn't have any say in it. You know, there was no remorse. There's no part of that that was my decision or not remorse, uh, like rebuttal or, or, you know, any way to engage. And so there's a lot of things that made uh, abandonment really, really tricky. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think was probably my chief concern. Yeah. Moving into poly. I mean, maybe closely followed by like STI stuff, but like there's a... There's a big gap between those first and second concerns, I think. Yeah, I think for you too, like it's definitely been where your fears and your anxieties have shown up with that as as the like chief concern or uh, potential, you know, yeah. um, in this in the span of poly. Which is, I think, it's interesting that did you feel that way before we opened up? What that I was worried about abandoning here? Yeah. No, not really. Interesting. Yeah, well, I think it's exactly as you described. The, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's not as good as you think it is. You know, once you take a couple other cars yeah. around the block. Isn't you know? it an interesting thing, though, that, that we hold security in, in that for whatever reason? I'm, think, I'm thinking a lot about security and attachment, just generally speaking, because I, um, as we're recording this, is also the day that I recorded Um, the conversation that will be airing later on um, with the author of Polysecure, and we talked about attachment theory. And What's Polysecure? It's a book about attachment theory and consensual non-monogamy. I'm playing playing you. (laughs) 
I know what it is. I was like, you know what this book I'm is. I'm halfway done reading it. Oh my god. Um, so, man, you're so, so funny. I'm doing, you're I'm, so I'm good. You're being co-host. a great host. Um, but yeah, I just look I, at me like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Did you like lose your mind overnight or something? No. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Why, why was I talking about polysecure? You've been thinking a lot about security. Oh, and-, and how we draw security on this notion that because we're in a monogamous relationship that, you know, they're not going to look at other things or see some a potential for something better. And Ooh. I think it's one thing. I'm, I'm not saying this is what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying that I think this is what a lot of people in monogamous relationships feel. Mm. And I think... I think that there's, you know, a certain degree of, like, sense of comfort in that. But, I mean, the amount of affairs that occur and, um, I mean, breakups and all sorts of stuff because somebody, you know, might meet somebody else. That I think that's quite exponentially quite large in terms of percentage. Yeah. And, you know, there is something to be said about actively pursuing that, you know, and um developing substantial relationships with other humans you know because at the end of the day you want to stay in a relationship that feels aligned for you and for your values and for what your needs are and I think a lot of people go into polyamory for very um not great reasons especially if they're entering in a couple a lot of the time they walk into it to try to quote save their mm-hmm. marriage and mm-hmm. usually that's a big old recipe for disaster right Don't so do that. Yeah, at the end of the day, poly is not a symptom or another reason to be abandoned or, you know, left. That fear and that that potentially happening, I think, is less about poly, generally speaking, and more about our own personal attachments, where our anxieties lie and the traumas we might have experienced in our lives, and also, um, you know, how um, how we see ourselves at the end of the day, you know, and Mm -hmm. where we feel like our insecurities, I think, come up really, really big when something new is uh, explored and you step into a completely new framework, which is certainly what happened for us. And I know for me, a lot of my fear of abandonment or a placement started happening because my insecurities were bubbling up. That was my personal experience. It was less about my history of trauma around being abandoned as a child or you know having affairs or having someone cheat on me like that's never happened in my personal history so and yet I also have experienced and I'm actually I would say in the last year have navigated more of that actually occurring than I ever imagined um I would you mean I mean, that's a strong word, but yeah, I mean, being being left or replaced, certainly. Sure. Um, and that's not just in my um, intimate relationships that I'm talking about either. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you about 95% of the way on what you've said. Uh, I think the one place that I would push on with this is that while the fear of abandonment isn't strictly related to polyamory, you do inherently open yourself up in a much more intentional and direct way and more frequently to other people. Yeah. Ergo, you're, 
you, you're a probability kind of the, guy. Yeah, the, the probability increases. Sure. So it may not. It was there the entire time, right? Like you're yeah. no more secure in a in a monogamous relationship than you are in a polyamorous one from you know uh, breaking agreements or, or, or you know cheating or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the probability of something there, I think, increases exponentially. Totally. Yeah. Probability for the win, or maybe not so much. Yeah, maybe not the win, <laughs> but the reality. Yeah. Not? I think, though, at the end of the day, that our fear in this space is deeply rooted in our own lack of security. Yeah, I, I, I agreed with all that. Like specifically when yeah. you when you when you got to the the thing of like it, it's really stuff within you. Like yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, if you don't know a lot about attachment theory, um, get ready for this episode. Maybe we'll put it out sooner rather than later so people can... You were like, that's a great idea. Yeah, I was, I was like, why don't you put that one out first and then we can talk about that one. Um, and we will talk more about attachment theory. Nope, you missed a chance. Doing it. <laughs> later. Doing it. Um, but um, as somebody who identifies as securely attached to, like, within myself, you know, I think it's, it's interesting that because of how I've... Um, personally had my relationships go and because of the people I have happened to fall in love with you know um over this journey like my fear of being replaced or left I think is is present now whereas before like that was not something I ever worried about in our in the context of our relationship or our dynamic um I felt previously or now. Yeah. Like I felt secure. I mean, I've had moments I think where, you know, because of my insecurity, but it's very brief and I am able to, because of all the work I've done on myself, I'm able to like take a step back, you know, look above myself and be like, are you actually scared of this? Or are you just like having a moment of insecurity? Um, and it's always been the latter. And I, I honestly don't feel like I felt that in like a year and a half. It's been a really long time since I've had that, that feeling here. Um, but in the last year I have developed relationships and frankly, it, I'm not just talking, like I said, about intimate relationships, but also platonic relationships with people that have meant a lot to me where I have been like tossed aside in quite Mm. massive ways. Um, and that's been really hard for me. And so I think it's it's interesting stepping into uh, opening myself up to the potential of a new partner. You know, um, that fear is present right now for me in a way that it hasn't been before, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I've I've in the last year in terms of my, you know, intimate relationships, I've, I've happened to... Um, wind up with people who identify either as monogamous or monogamish and are open to ethical non-monogamy or polyamory. Um, And it's ended in really heartbreaking ways for me, you know, but I was thinking that the issue is that they actually weren't open. They thought they were because they liked you. Right. And, and this is a problem I've, I've continued to experience is Somebody meets me and becomes enraptured by me 
uh, <laughs> your, your hair is doing some really great things right now. Um, but they become like very enraptured with me and they, they remove all the things that are important to them in their life in, in an attempt to be with me. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that they're not aware because they all have been aware of that and, and honest with me about the uncertainty element. Mm-hmm. But um, the connection has been so strong and their, their affirmations have been so consistent and strong that I um, chose to pursue seeing it, seeing it out, seeing it through. Um, and in every instance, it's ended really painfully for me. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you ever think that those strong affirmations are... Them convincing themselves. So, yeah, yeah, they're less, less for you and totally. more for themselves. Totally. Um, it's been a really interesting... You know, I'm, I was telling this to Kevin earlier. We were cooking dinner, and a, a, a big through line of our relationship and both book and movie-wise has been The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And there's a. I thought you meant the book and movie of our relationship, and I was like, <laughs> we have a book and a movie. Welcome. Nor, nor <laughs> a fucking movie, and I was like, Can this is some Truman Show no, shit no, no. you're oh dropping on me right now. No, but um, there's a line in that that has always really stood out to me, and honestly, like, there are a few things that I would get tattooed on my body, but this might be one, and it's that we accept the love we think we deserve, and. I deeply have a lot of self-worth. I've worked really hard to cultivate that and to, um, yeah, just feel really good about myself and really worthy and really confident. And um, and yet there has been a pattern in the last year of me attracting people to my life and accepting this love that is not what I want, not what I, I deserve at the end of the day. Um, the, the, the caliber of the love and the connection is there, but the the – structural way that it exists and how it ends is not um and uh, to me patterns are always um a place to look further and and deeper and so I've been really thinking about like why am I attracting this Mm. you know and what does this say about about me and where I need to work um so I guess I would just posit that to you listening like what what are the patterns in your relationship? Have you been left a lot or has that has that been a fear for you? And like what have you navigated in your childhood? What might you be attracting because it's a pattern like the way that we grow up is something that we attract a lot of. It's just it's part of our our natural state, but we can break that pattern if we're aware of it. Mm. Um you know, or you know, maybe, I mean, maybe um, it's like a a subconscious self-sabotage of, you know, do I, am I really ready for a partnership of that, of that length? And maybe I needed the extra time and space to, you know, have these smaller, short-lived relationships in order to prep myself for that. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of questions in my head around that, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, uh, all of those things are really difficult, but I've thought with all the loss in my life, friends and romantic partners and I don't know ideas and dreams that all of the <laughs> so depressing no but it's, it's true but, no. but let me let me finish this thought that like all that comes in and out of your life for a reason it comes in because maybe you need that dream to keep you moving yeah and it goes out because in reality you're bigger than what you dreamt of initially yeah. you know 
and, I, and people are the same way. Like sometimes you need to learn that little nugget from Jim Bob, and you know maybe you know. Uh, I, I was going to kind of come up with more names, but when you start with Jim Bob, you don't have a lot of places. It's to the go. only place to be. Um, <laughs> apparently, you only date from Arkansas. Oh um, my god! Sorry, people from Arkansas. Um, <laughs> anyway, but my 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 point is is that like there there's always something there, you know. Even yeah. my roomie quote from the other day, yeah, you know, the, 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 the cure from the was that last week? Jesus, that feels like a year ago. Yeah, uh, you know, the cure for the pain is in the pain. Like you, you know, like there there's a nugget in there. Yeah, well, and I personally believe that relationships are our biggest teachers, and a lot of the times we don't know that we need to learn that lesson until we're in it, right? Like I look back on the painful hardships that I've experienced in the last year and there's been a lot of loss and a a lot of feeling left and also those relationships have taught me so much about what I want in love and what who I am and aspects of myself that I really needed to uncover and I'm really grateful for all of that you know so yeah I, I I agree with you on lots of levels there. Um, I'm curious because I feel like I just talked an arm and a leg about my personal experience with this fear. But what has been what has yours looked like in the context of Polly? Of being abandoned? <laughs> yeah, your eyeballs. Oh Jesus! How much time do we have? <laughs> Keep the Coles notes on. Keep the Coles notes. That's Cliff Notes for you Americans. That's Coles Notes. It was originated in Canada. Fun fact. No, no, no. Fun fact. I'm Canadian for all those who, of you who are unaware. And I've always said Coles Notes. You all know it as Cliff Notes if you're, if you're an American. But it originated in Canada. It was always called Coles Notes. And fucking Americans just decided to, you know, change that, change that up, change it to Cliff, and make it their own and claim it for their own like they do so many other things. It's Cole's notes. Get it right. Now it's your turn to speak. I will drink my beer. I feel like you're just going to come in and tell the Cole's notes of my story. The floor is yours. We'll see how long this lasts. Um, <clears throat> no, I mean I've been I've been very worried about that. Um, you know, I think I think Polly for me was really. Uh, easier starting out when you know we were uh you know dating together because i think that um that's out and not in like a creepy unicorn hunter way but i think that was more my ideal formation of things yeah Um, it was more of the family unit yeah that you were wanting it took about 22 seconds (laughs) wow wow i knew it i fucking knew it wow called out um but no, that that is the reason. Thank you, Cole. Um, I'm just trying to get you to spit your beer. <laughs> Almost <by> the... happened. <laughs> uh, but no, so so I, I think that felt that felt more comfortable for me, and it really wasn't in reality, but it felt more comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and when we started dating individually, I think that queued up the fear that we were kind of speaking about before of like. Oh fuck! You know you're gonna realize that this has been a a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is all a fucking ruse, and uh, you gotta get the fuck out of here real quick. Um, But you know, if you look at that, and and and, you know, you gotta stare at it for a minute because it's scary as shit. But if you look at it, 
uh, and kind of peel the, the layers away a little bit. It, that, that's really like a, uh, you know, an insecurity thing, a, a lack of self-love, like a, a lack of self-worth and like all this stuff. Which may be true. Like I may be worthless. I, you know, uh, I, you know, I may not be worthy of love. I'm shaking my like, head. Nobody can hear that or see it. That's why I said it out loud. Um, this is what you would see in, in Cole's notes: is the little interjection where they would explain <laughs> something in more detail and then continue on. Um, it's a little asterisk footnote at yeah. the bottom of a book. Is it like a caution symbol? What do they do for yours? For the in book in Canada, yeah. I don't. For Cole's notes. Yeah. Close notes. Oh, um, so, God damn it. anyway, um, the uh, but but no. So so those like you may you like you 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 may have some you know uh, character faults there that you know you really do need to work on. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like you you know, there, you weren't any more. There wasn't there there wasn't actually more probability that you were going to find that out. You know, elsewhere. Um, and honestly, like when I, when I look at it for myself, the dating I've done has not, and and it's been all I think been very positive. Like I haven't necessarily had the you know some of the same uh, trials and tribulations that you have. Yeah. Um. So even in how awesome that that's been for for the most part, like there's still so many things that I'm like, oh fuck, like I got it really good at home, you know. And that doesn't mean that the other situation is bad. It's just like yeah. you there's a different appreciation of it. Yeah, actually, that, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And if we're talking about things that have been positive, right, I think one of the things that I didn't expect because I already felt so amazing about our relationship when we stepped into Polly and so grateful and all the things, you know, I didn't expect to develop a deeper, a deeper gratitude and appreciation for what our connection is mm. and you in my life, like... I feel like Polly has only amplified my um, deep love for you. It's like I I knew what it was to be deeply in love, but I feel like I now know what unconditional love looks like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I'm constantly reminded of how amazing our relationship is on the daily, um, both by the hardships I've experienced and the ways that those have gone down, but also by the great stuff, you know, and the different stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that you added that in. Yeah. So have you experienced, cause I didn't really, haven't really experienced the fear of abandonment or stuff with you. I think maybe for like a little bit, I, I had that while I was feeling some insecurities, but for the most part, I personally have experienced that in the context of new and other relationships. Would you say the same, or has that been mostly here? Mm. That's what you've expressed so far. Well, I think it's been by and large here, um, the overwhelming majority. But I will say, you know, I, I have one other partner that's uh, really serious, and I think. Um, I think I was a little tripped up when they like dove like headfirst into, uh, you know, dating, like everybody's like talking or like whatever, but there, you know, sometimes you take like a, a, a hard swipe into Tinder or OkCupid, you know, and you're, you're in the hole for a little while. And I was, you know, I was a little worried about that. Um, and I think it came from the same place, Yeah. but the, the gravity of it felt different and not, not because the relationship is like less valuable or whatever but there's 
I don't know. Just speaking frankly, there's there there's uh, a big difference between the the weight of that and you know something now. Or I, I don't know how how long we were together then. Um, a year. Yeah, a year, year and a half in the neighborhood, uh, and something that's been you know I don't know eight or nine years when uh, like we really started you know dating independently. Just there's a different gravity to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and a different piece to like go oh okay. Like, this is something different. This is a different well, size also, pill to swallow. you know, that's also not adding in the fact that you and I have, are not just in a relationship together that is really, really important and valuable, but we also have a home together, oh, have yeah. a life, you know, have dogs together. Like, if something were to happen and we would were to choose to, you know, uncouple, that would disrupt our lives as we know it in on a the day in a very way. different way than that's other relationships. That's why we have two dogs now. That's so sad. <laughs> My God. You're the one bringing up all this sad shit for all these episodes. <laughs> hours we've I'm been not talking about. Them up. Hours we've been talking about oh sad shit. God. I make one sad joke. <laughs> it is sad. I don't like to think about that. Um, Take it, Toby. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, it's just interesting. And I would wager that, you know, this is something that you probably are experiencing in some small way or a big way, those of you listening. Um, so just, I hope this has helped to just hear that you're not alone in that space. And mm. um, I know for me, that was a really big thing when I first started out. Like I just looked on Reddit forever and ever just because I wanted to see other people struggling and not like in a bad way, not like please struggle too, but in a way of like, please make it that I'm not alone in these fears and these feelings and all that stuff. So well, I think the beauty of that is, is you're not, you know, and it's a, that like Reddit, I think is uh, sometimes it can be dubious. A cesspool for that. Yeah, yeah. cesspool for information are kind of dubious sometimes in advice depending on your topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can always search and see that some other you know uh, noob was dealing with the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's not people new to it. Sometimes it's people that have been around. Pro- Those are the ones I really find interesting. I feel like I, I get a lot from them. the ones that have been around something for a long get time. It, yeah. And then they also have a problem yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like, we even have some people that have that we know that are, uh, you know, have been poly for decades and, like, struggle finding new partners sometimes. And that, like, really hits them in a way that, like, you would think after, you know, 20, 30 years of, like, being in the game, so to speak, that you would be used to, you know, um, a lack of connection for a period of time or new connection. Yeah. But it really, you know... It really uh, it be hard. hits them. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, I think it's just, it's just interesting to think that, like, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that change, and there are even more that kind of like stay the same. Yeah, you know, totally. Hmm. Well, let's. We're gonna in a second get to some things that have worked for us in terms of supporting ourselves through the process of these these feelings and fears. I did not but, prepare for this. But before we do, um, I just want to remind you that we are still opening and have opened enrollment for the School of Fears, Fields, and Fucks. Um, it is my twelve week, three month program, my group program. Um, 
where we deep dive into really, really peeling back the layers on the things that are holding us back from stepping into our fuck yes selves. So we are going to be navigating a lot of fears, a lot of people pleasing um, and shitting all over ourselves. And yes, I said shitting, not shitting. Um, And then stepping into embodiment work and moving through the feels with intention so we can really, 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 really step into our fuck yes selves, whether that's you know, things that are holding us back relationship-wise, sexuality-wise, sex-wise, um, within our, our health, our, our body image, our self-talk and beyond, um, work, purpose, all of that stuff. So um, check out the show notes if you want to join. I would love to see you in there. There are different tiers um, for your choose-your-own-adventure, what works best for you. Um, again, that's the School of Fears, Feels, and Fucks, and excited to see you in there. So yeah, let's deep dive. Um, and really can just share like if whatever is coming up for you um, in terms of what has worked because I feel like this is a feeling that's really hard to, to sit with and um, yeah, uh, what has supported you through that, if anything. I can go through, first if you want. Through abandonment stuff? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> multi-trip a week therapy? I was about to say, I have a feeling we're going to say similar answers in this. Well, yeah. yeah, therapy has been huge for both of us. Yeah, I mean, I you know when I was really navigating some stuff, I, I even made arrangements with my therapist. Like, hey, like I'm like struggling with X, Y, and Z in this situation, and this shit is real hard. Can I just like pop you a couple emails throughout the week, and like if you take five or ten minutes between clients or like whatever, like it would mean a lot to me. And you know, she was really cool yeah. and helpful with that. She agreed to do that. Um, yeah, I know my therapist has also agreed to text me for similar reasons. You so got I, text sometimes, yeah. We're on texting terms. But yeah, not every therapist relationship is uh, available in that way. So check what your therapist boundaries are. And also, not everyone can have a therapist and has the privilege of that. So we also acknowledge that that's not always something that can be arranged. Um, But I think really working on on having a safe place to Mm. be able to just express yourself and feel seen is huge. So even if that person isn't necessarily a therapist, but somebody that you feel really safe or have a secure connection with, secure attachment with, um, that's huge. I think also uh, some OG folks in the, you know, community that you're in, whether, you know, that's polyamory or queer community, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, I think having people there that have been around the block a few times to be able to just call on and, and like, they may not even give you advice, but it, I don't know, I think there's, um, it's really tricky talking about, some, and I'm not trying to like alienate people, but like, it's really tricky talking about some of this stuff with people that don't Aren't practice it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I were to go to uh, one of my friends and be like, man, I'm just having like a really hard time. My wife's got this new boyfriend and you know, uh, there's fucking magnums all around the house. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) Like I have no, you know, like they're not going to get it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's actually, I don't know if you all saw on my TikTok, but I have started opening up spots in my calendar to do polyamory and E&M support calls um peer support calls so you can book a 30 minute or a an hour long call with me i've already had a few and they've been really amazing um and all you have to do is go to the link in my bio i'll post it in there but also um it's on the link my link tree link in both my instagram and my tiktok um 
to be able to do just that, have a conversation in a safe space, a non-judgment space, um, a confidential space with somebody who, yes, like I am a life coach. That's like my my work, but we won't necessarily be, be, be coached, you know, a client relationship. It'll be peer-to-peer talking about this stuff. And honestly, almost every person I've talked to so far, it's been all around like jealousy and then like this fear that we're talking about right now in the context of their particular situation. So, um yeah, if you're really looking for a space for that, I'm I'm here for you. I, I did not mean that as a plug either. That just kind of worked out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, because I, I I had uh, you know I had a, like a a poly backpacking buddy. I was gonna say you call him a poly sherpa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's a, a appropriate. Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> probably I was isn't. I was yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's probably inappropriate. Well, at least we've learned and are now adjusting the language. He's my backpacking buddy, uh, and I. T- Maybe that sounds that like a sounds euphemism. euphemism. It don't mean it that sure way. does, yeah. Uh, he's a good Get friend. Get that back door. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm done with this podcast. I'm done fucking co-hosting. No, um, no. I, I I was very fortunate to have someone you know who was relatively close to you know uh, my age. That, yeah. Um, you know, ha- was married, and and he and his wife decided to. Uh, get into polyamory well after they were married so it's like a, it was a good like person to have as a sound yeah board. you had somebody that in your corner for sure when we first started yeah i did not have that gift unfortunately. so I, I i found that super helpful i think also um trying to and it wasn't always easy or even frankly possible to talk about stuff with you like because it, it's heavy yeah you know and it's difficult to like say this shit that like really isn't a problem is causing a problem for yeah. me and I don't have any fucking clue how to deal with it. I think and what has really worked for us and I would say we have both utilized this though with respect to each other is if you are having this fear and you are in a relationship that is established of some capacity um, you know what I really like to have are anchor points. I call these anchor points um, in my coaching stuff you know it's like what are some things that you can ask for or even go to yourself like affirmations for yourself or or a ritual maybe even with your partner that will remind you like that you are safe in that space that you are not going anywhere right and so I think having being able to voice some of those things to each other we've both done this at different times saying hey like I'm really struggling right now with like fears of being replaced and all this stuff. And I know that that's not going to happen, but I would really love some extra affirmations. Here are some examples of things that you might say that would be really supportive to me. Or, you know, when you get back from a date and, you know, it's been a while since we've seen each other, like it would mean a lot to me if we could have some reconnection time. And like, let's just like take like, even if it's five minutes where we're just like holding each other and like, I'm being held because physical touch is my love language. Like that's what I would ask for, you know, just being really intentional with how can you, how can you be supportive and also ask for support in small ways that actually significantly help, um, from your partner, you know, to just help ease you through that process. So that, those would be my big ones. I think those are some good feedbacks. Yeah. Pound it out. Slayed. I love it. So, yeah. um, And let us know your feedback on this, some stuff that's worked for you um, in this space, um, either in our Patreon page or um, on Instagram, wherever you want to reach out and all of that good stuff. Wherever comments are sold. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And um, this has been an awesome 
episode. Thank you for being here. For all of the stuff that we talked about in Jay's episode, you can check him out the show notes at amandacatherineblair.com forward slash podcast forward slash 120. Oh my gosh, 120. Oh, I did 127 in the beginning with my hands. You did? Yeah. Oh. Fix it in post. It's not that. It's 120. Fix it in post. It's 120. I'm not going to fix it. That's funny. Um. 120, so all the stuff around the fears, fills, and fucks is there, as well as the um, peer support calls and beyond. Yeah, and I think that's it, everything. And until next week, we'll see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>